0: Going all the way to the rack. And the acronym stands for Real Athletic Conversations. We don't pull any punches. Regardless of our status, we're going to tell you what we think. And that's what we got. And so we we bring someone who has status <laughs> onto the program. He is our sports medicine and athletics correspondent. And he happens to carry a rather weighty title here at the University of Virginia as the head of the state of the art orthopedics facility, one of the best in the country on Ivy Road. He is the chair of UVA Orthopedics, our good friend, Dr. Bobby Chopper. Hello, Doc.
1: Good morning, Jay. How are you?
0: Yeah, we're good. A little,
1: I, little sleepy still?
0: You know, I, I for one, and, and you know, everybody, nobody yell at me, but there are times when we are on late or even earlier and I just fall asleep watching the game. So I didn't even know what happened till this morning. <laughs> I, I was oh like, oh, well, God. that's, I'm don't, like, that's.
1: Don't admit that.
0: I mean, I have to be honest with the people. You know it's just uh sometimes and that was the problem with a 9 p.m game which was utterly ridiculous by the by the acc ridiculous seven straight saturdays on the road or whatever it was and then a nine o'clock game right before you got to play duke again on the road you know uh thanks jim phillips not inviting you out to for dinner anytime soon but anyway uh in all seriousness uh your how important of the, was the win last night in your mind Right.
1: Well, was- critical you know there's they said it multiple times during the broadcast that if uh, if we lost yesterday that we were out of the NCAA tournament um, obviously Boston College is very lowly ranked in the ACC and in the NEP and in the Ken Palm uh, rankings are at the bottom so that would have been a, a, a tough loss to recover from uh, going into the to March uh, so, uh, there was some tough times. Don't worry. Uh, I, I, stayed up two, three hours after the game cause I was so nervous. So I stayed up for you, Jay, while you were, <laughs> you know, sleeping away. Um, but you know, you just admitted how old you're getting, uh, uh by uh, saying you can't stay up for a 9 PM game, but, uh, no, it was, uh, it was, there were some really tough points, particularly in the late in the mid second half when they took the lead and we had some defensive breakdowns underneath, um, Quentin Post is a good good player, seven foot center. Had 24 points, had a double double. Uh, you know, I always worry when there's a talented big man. If our three point if our three points uh, uh, shots don't fall, then we tend to have issues uh, underneath uh, defensively. Uh, we out rebounded them, which was good, and we still struggle from the free throw line. But I think we had about 75 percent uh, free throw percentage, hitting percentage or shot percentage. So. Uh, we did hit free throws when it counted if we had struggled from the free throw line the game might have ended up differently but um, still still working on the free throws uh, our, our three-point percentage improved significantly McNeely and groves hit some big shots down the down the stretch that that kept us in the lead and Beekman was Beekman he he, he drove and scored when we most needed it and when the momentum was going to change or the momentum had shifted he made sure the momentum shifted back to UVA so uh, you know, it was a gutsy win against a, a team that uh, was surprisingly tough. Uh, of course, we were playing away, so. Um, but we need we need to do what we can against Duke, and and we definitely need to beat Georgia Tech at home. Uh, or March may be a, a more of a challenge for us.
0: We're ta- it's real athletic conversations with our athletics and sports medicine correspondent Bobby Chabra. So now, the two shall meet, Doctor Chabra, sports medicine, and real conversation. So let's talk about court storming, shall we? So here's what happened. Um, Wake Forest, who was, was, uh, what, a half game back of Virginia, and we've split the two games with them in the ACC's men's basketball standings. So a lot of people have opinions, including my colleagues, about Kyle Filipowski, whom Virginia will see in 10th-ranked Duke on Saturday night, getting injured trying to exit the court when the Wake Forest kids... We're rushing the floor after beating Duke 83 to 79. And then, you know, John, uh, John Shire, when are we going to ban court storming, you know, and, and everybody condemning the kids and condemning wake forest, Seth Greenberg. Oh, this is terrible. We should, th- this should never happen. The safety of this, of the student athletes. Well, we have been storming courts. And, you know, Luke near pointed out that Virginia tech fans stormed our field, you know, when they went and nobody's, nobody's mentioning that. So, I told you we were going to get in trouble today. So the the question is, Kyle Filipowski apparently suffered this knee injury where he had to be helped off the court, yet he played last night or the night before against Louisville, and they won by almost 30.
1: What do you think about that? Yeah, so, well, I mean, you know, if you watched it, I mean, he did get run over, and you know, I think part of the game will always be fans rejoicing and enjoying a upset victory. I mean, it's it's a little different uh, you know storming a football field where there there's more opportunities for the, the players to get out of the way but you know there are risks caitlin clark was knocked down uh during the ohio state game when ohio state rushed the court um you know Philipowski did have an injury he did play 29 minutes yesterday scored nine points against louisville and the duke blowout win um so he's a uh, Hopefully recovered. I mean, the last thing you want is to see a player get seriously hurt. But I think they need to give time for the players to get off the court before the fans rush. But the other issue, though, Jay, I mean, we've taken care of tibia fractures, ankle fractures, um, head injuries in our own students who rush the football field Mm. uh, over the years because they get hurt rushing the, the court or rushing the field, too. So it is a safety issue. It's not just the players, it's the fans. And and it, it, there has to be some opportunity for the players to get off the court if you're going to continue to allow rushing the field. I mean, in the NBA, if you rush the field, you go to or you rush the court, I think they put you in jail. Yeah, you're um, trespassing. So, so, yeah. yeah, you're trespassing private property, I guess. But uh, you know, there has to be – I don't want to take away that there's nothing more fun. And I, I, I will admit that I've rushed UVA fields and courts many times over the past during my career, time, my, during my time here mm-hmm. uh, as, as a student and so forth. But um, it, it has to be done carefully if you're going to continue to allow it, where the fan, the, the, uh, the players can get off the court and the reality is, is the students need to be careful, too, because they, they are injured, too, when they get run over um, by uh, the mass of people that brush the field or court. And, and we need to prevent injury. So we have to figure out how to do it safely if, we're gonna, if it's going to be allowed. But, you know, the next player who gets hurt uh, or if there's a significant injury because of rushing the court or field, I think it's going to be banned
0: yeah it's it's and that's and I appreciate it. that's a fair analysis. you know, uh, some people wanted to suggest that that maybe young Kyle was not injured to the level that that he indicated, but we there's no way to know that. All you have is public information and uh, my guys were having fun with that the other night on the best seat in the house. As we continue with Dr. Chabra, all right, so we pivot from there. Court storming was the was the was one big issue of the week. The second one came from last week where the guardrails are off. So right now there is an injunction. Your friend Tim Hafey will tell us of what that means tomorrow legally. But but the judge in Tennessee, uh, based on the lawsuit by the Tennessee Attorney General and our Attorney General Jason Meares, who will also join us next week on the show, uh, that says, hey, look, this is antitrust. You cannot tell student-athletes they can't talk to potential financial opportunities when they're still recruits. And the judge agreed and stopped it. So right now, Doc... It is wide open. If you want to talk to a recruit, and this is my understanding of this, and we're still getting research in, you can do it. If you are a collective of a university, you can say, hey, look, uh, Johnny from you know Austin, Texas, if you want to come to uh, Blacksburg, let's not use us as an example, you want to come to Blacksburg and play, we can get you a Dodge Ram and pay you you know, $2,500 a month to endorse our products. And that's legal. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, and you can tell them how much, from what I understand, you can tell them how much money the potential uh, NIL deals they could they could get from coming to that institution. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, the legal world is always confusing to many of us, I think, in how things work, but
0: yeah, it is
1: uh they're advocating for the student athlete to where the student athlete gets the best situation. Uh, I I think that's the frustration about NIL from, from a coaching standpoint is that you have the haves and have nots. You have programs that have all the resources and all the money, and they're the ones that are going to get the top athletes. And it's going to be hard to compete against them if, if they're, Allowed to openly say, if you come to us, you're going to get a seven-figure salary over the next four years, mm. right? It, it, it's it, But then how the programs all it's it's not it's going to it's not going to allow for parity. It's not going to allow for leveling the playing field in college sports. I think it's going to make it worse, mm. um, and it's going to be hard for smaller programs to compete for, for the talent. And, and I just don't know where this is going to go. It's going to be frustrating. I mean, don't you think it's, it's, it's going to change the, the recruiting process where the big programs are going to continue to get the best athletes?
0: The more money you have, the more opportunities you have to win. It's kind of the Yankee complex that's implementing, you know, George Steinbrenner, you could say arguably just getting the best players because he had the biggest payroll, paid the luxury tax, it didn't matter um i'm sure congress will get involved because of how much money is involved but but there are many who believe we have seen the end of amateurism that it is over and and the counter argument to that doc would be you know uh because i think tim lagler was quoted on this and the counter argument that i think you know even our attorney general was making is he's saying look this is free enterprise like these kids if they weren't playing sports they would have the right uh, to look at institutions that provided like if they were looking at internships that paid them, you know, or, and some people say it's not apples to apples, but but in athletics versus other contexts, you know, kids have the right as, as a citizen to evaluate what the best financial opportunity is for them. and And, and especially if it's their name, their image, their likeness is the counter argument to that. Um, and- I mean,
1: yeah, when they apply for jobs, as you said, and internships, they're evaluating different programs, different cities that they could potentially live in, different income levels that they would receive for doing their job. Um, I mean, in many ways, it, it, it does. It, it, it says that college sports is a job um, huh. and it's no longer an amateur, uh, uh, you know, uh
0: Experience or opportunity.
1: Experience. Right. It's now become a professional opportunity where if you're really talented, you can make a lot of money on your name, image and likeness um, going to specific schools because they have the resources and they have the collectives. So, yes, that that decision by the courts and by the, the legal world. Um, is essentially said that college athletics from an amateur standpoint does no longer exist.
0: Yeah. Is that a is that is that hard for you to see, you know, as a as a, a purist from back in the day and all the fun you had I mean, watching you sports? Know,
1: but I mean, didn't it start to change a long time ago? I mean think about Olympics, Olympic sports. When we started watching Olympics, it was all amateur athletes. Mm-hmm. College athletes, amateur athletes, athletes that weren't being paid, but now that's changed right? The dream team was all the professional basketball players, and the soccer teams are all the professional soccer players. These are players that have you know make hundreds of millions of dollars and they're representing their countries, but wasn't the Olympics initially all about amateur athletes it was now it's all about professional athletes so so and it's harder for the in certain sports, in certain sports, it's still about the amateur, amateur athletes, because those sports don't have a lot of, a lot of revenue opportunities, but the big sports, it's all transitioned to, to, to professional athletes. Um, yeah, I just think it's become the way of the world now. I think amateur sports is uh, except for select sports and select Olympic sports, where professional uh, opportunities and revenue is not there. Um, it, it's it college sports is transitioning away from the amateur status.
0: All right. So listen, that we're out of time for today. There is definitely another conversation for us, maybe even next week. How does Virginia survive in the new space? We will, we will talk more about that. But for now, Doc, we'll let it ride and just enjoy the fact that we got to win <laughs> and look forward to our next Real Athletics Conversations. And you were very fair to Kyle Filipowski. I'll give you credit for that. But as always, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being with us, my friend.
1: Of course. See you next week. All right. Go who's t- this weekend.
0: That's right. Go who's? That is Dr. Bobby Chabra. We'll archive it at WIDA.com.